Hey everybody, this is Marty. Welcome to another edition of Marty's Friends and today we're going to be talking about how to show your food who's boss and I think most of us need a little help in this area because we've got awesome food all around us all the time calling our name and sometimes it's not so good for us. Our guest today, Mary Lou Cassidy, is going to walk us through the shopping secret that may be keeping you stuck in the food department, the three ways dieting can backfire on you, six benefits of getting off the dieting merry-go-round, and five enjoyable ways to get and stay off that crazy merry-go-round when it comes to food. Mary Lou Kasky is a certified life coach who specializes in helping Christians enjoy peace with food without dieting. And you can visit her website at MaryLouKasky.com. Welcome, Mary Lou. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks, Marnie. Well, I'm so excited to have you, and uh, this is one of my favorite topics because God has just been working in me for so long, so many different angles, um, and, and really so much growth in this area in my own life, and I just love to talk about it. And we don't get to do it every week. It's just every few months that we get to come back around to it. So really excited that you're here to talk with us today about show your food who's boss. And maybe can you just start by sharing a little story, like, did you have a battle with food, or how is it that you became a certified life coach who specializes in the area of food? Oh, Marnie, it definitely came out of my own battle. Uh, for about 20 years, uh, all that I knew to do to lose weight was to diet. I I was on that all-too-familiar roller coaster ride of yo-yo dieting. You know, I would lose and gain many times with, and plenty of times do nothing about my weight. And I, I'm just so grateful that I've lost enough weight that I can stand in one-legged shorts that used to be tight on me, and I've kept that off for many years now. And what means even so much more to me is that I'm really enjoying peace with food. Uh, I've been enjoying that for years and so passionate about it that I went, uh, you know, for training as a life coach so that I could help others uh, find peace too. That is. That's really cool, and that was one of the words that really stuck out to me first when I was um, kind of looking into how you approach the food topic. I love that you call it peace with food because, honestly, I think that that's a lot of the battle. We're going to be talking about that today, that a lot of the battle is that there's no peace, that there's just anxiety, and that really is crippling. You put that so well, and I've been listening to to your story in this area, and I, I just love what you have to share. Yeah, you, I know you get it. Mm. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, from my perspective, at least for me, and some people are able to just go at this and just make huge, gigantic strides forward consistently and get to goal rate right away. For me, it's been a lot longer, slower journey. But wow, the changes in perspective, the changes even in my heart. I'm just so. So, so grateful. And I think the heart changes, honestly, to me, are way, way more valuable than the life changes, even or the the weight changes, even though that's important, too. So why don't we dive right in? And you actually have a secret, that's shocking, a secret <laughs> that might be keeping somebody stuck in the area of food. So let's talk about that first. Like I said, for all those years, I just thought dieting is, is what you needed to do. And I did really didn't do anything about changing how I think or change how I feel or how I talk about food or how I think, talk, or feel about the process of losing weight. And it's just essential. It makes a huge difference. We get so focused on our actions, such as changing the food we eat or monitoring the amount somehow, and then our focus is on the performance and the results. And it just becomes challenging to make space for addressing the thoughts and feelings that you have about food or the process of losing weight. So as we go through this today, I just want to encourage everyone listening to to talk to someone that you know, like, and trust about the things that we talk about today. And it's really important that it's someone who's not going to try to fix you. That's so huge, isn't it, to have a safe place. We tend to like to fix each other, especially in this area. What would you say that if you were going to sum it up in just a statement, what is the shocking secret that might be keeping everyone stuck or someone stuck? You need to change how you think, talk, and feel about food itself and about the weight loss process. Okay. And as we go through this, this is going to become more clear. So just hang in here with us. (laughs) Let's go ahead and start with three ways that dieting can backfire. 
as we talk about this today, dieting means different things to different people. So for mm-hmm. relation to this topic today, I'm just talking about dieting is simply changing your eating habits with the hopes of losing weight. Nothing more than okay. that. All right. Okay. Okay. So many of the things that can cause dieting to backfire are very subtle, and we don't even realize that it's happening. Or maybe you think it's insignificant, or you just think it has to be this way in order to lose weight. So we're going to look at four of the things that you want to consider about depriving yourself. Uh, One is, are you forcing hunger? Uh, You know, if you're forcing hunger, that might work temporarily. It might even get you to goal weight. But it causes so many problems. And one example alone is that when you force hunger, uh, the day is going to come either that day or later that you end up eating larger amounts of food. It's just, it's proven it happens. So (laughs) is deprivation the first of the three ways? Uh, deprivation, you want me to give you the three ways and then give the points underneath it? Yeah, that would be awesome. There are actually a lot more, but we'll talk about three, the three <laughs> of the most common. Good. Yeah, three of the most common ways is we, we think the way to go is to deprive ourselves. That is, yeah. uh, for many people, leads to a backfire. Uh, the okay. second way is by attaching uh, guilt and eating. We think those two go together. And that causes a backfire for many people. And the third way is that we think what we need to do is try harder uh, or the feeling that willpower is a solution. And that uh, backfires for many people. I totally, totally agree with all three. So let's go ahead and break these down then. So under the deprivation backfire, uh, first of all, when you force hunger, you can lose weight temporarily at least but it can lead to a binge um, afterwards. So what are some other thoughts under deprivation there? Well, another thing to watch out for uh, for deprivation, and I think, I think I have found this especially true in the Christian culture. We hear a lot about self-sacrifice and self-denial and how important okay. they are. Um, and what can happen, though, is you can actually – think that depriving yourself is more important than you're taking care of yourself and you've got to value good self-care in order to get off the dieting wagon <laughs> so yeah absolutely i i love when when gals talk to me about you know that they shouldn't be thinking about themselves so much i always go back to when jesus said he summed up the ten commandments in the new testament and he used the word you depends on which version you're looking at, uh, seven to ten times. He said, you love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with your soul, your strength, and your might, and you love your neighbor as yourself. And it has to start with coming wow. Christ with ourselves and letting him take care of us because it's like that. We all hear this now in the airplane, put your own mask on first and then help wow. the person beside you. And honestly, that's really what God is wanting to do. Is he's wanting to heal us so that we can let him flow through us. And so I totally agree that sometimes this self-sacrifice and denial thing is way out of proportion compared to what God would have us to do. And honestly, and I think we'll probably talk about this sooner, but for me personally, I really believe it's a matter of impatience. I just wanted to get off faster. (laughs) Yes. And so then, you know, then I go to the deprivation side and then that leads to the binge and it just isn't a healthy place to live. Right, and when when we want to get there faster, then we and we use deprivation. We're training our brain to believe that deprivation, rather than self care, is important, and it, then yeah. it bleeds into other areas of our life. Right. The self care is not important, but deprivation is, and that's where one of those things. These things are subtle, or we just think it has to be that way, and then when we get it, and then on that. Uh, part about we want to get it there faster, so we deprive ourselves. Most people, when they do, it ends up backfiring. So if you look at it over the right. picture of losing and gaining, that takes so much longer. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. I've been there. What I know. A, I lost <laughs> and gained it so many times. Yeah. Another thought on the deprivation angle here. 
Well, it's just a really harsh way to go about losing weight. Oh, you know, you, what a great way to say it. <laughs> it's yeah. really harsh. You know, it's definitely not appealing to stick with it. Right. And it's not appealing to come back to. Uh, you know, if you take a break from right. focusing on your eating habits, who wants to go back uh, to something harsh? I just don't want to. Really, it's really the perfect word. I just love it, and I've never heard that said that way before, but it is. It's just truly harsh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love that. Okay, well, what about attaching guilt and eating? Just really, really important to disconnect guilt from eating, no matter what food you're eating. The guilt and food don't go together, and here's why. Uh, you've probably heard of people, or maybe you even felt uh, maybe guilty when you ate, now this is going to be a quote, illegal food. Okay. You know anyone? Yep. Yeah. And so what happens is when we eat what someone else considers illegal or we feel it's illegal, uh, it brings with it a sense of just a, a compelling sense of guilt. And for most dieters, as the guilt increases, it's proven that it increases the food intake. And another thing that's really proven, too, is that it's really important to really enjoy what you're eating. And if you're not yeah. enjoying it, you, when you feel guilty, you're not enjoying it, and then you don't get the pleasure factor from it. God created food to be pleasurable because we probably wouldn't eat it if if it wasn't. And so if we're not getting that pleasure factor, we need more in order to – we're still looking for that pleasure because it's designed in there for us to get. And then the core part of that is you get in this battle with food and it feels like it's your enemy rather than your friend and you start out feeling guilty about a food choice and then you move into feeling ashamed about a food your food choice and there's one way to tell if you've moved into feeling ashamed is when you eat that food that you feel you should not eat or someone tells you you should not eat what happens if you feel bad about yourself or you cut yourself down then that's actually shame, and shame can keep you stuck. So it's just Mm -hmm. so essential to disconnect that guilt from eating, but that does not mean that you need to make the food itself guilt-free. It's no matter what food you eat, you've got to disconnect the guilt. I love that, and I just I just think that's really great too. It kind of makes a loop, um, you know, the eating with God concept that I teach, and mm-hmm. that I'm just still really learning to master myself. I just it's not subconscious mastery yet for me. It's still conscious uh, conscious mastery. So that's where I'm I'm working on right now. And what happens is that when I'm enjoying every bite guilt free with God, and, and where is His presence mm-hmm. that bite? There's so much joy there, and it's so true that it takes so much less to be satisfied. And no, like you said, no food is then off limit. It is simply, uh, you know, just being sure to enjoy it with God. That's that's what I'm going for. And it's true that the pleasure brings so much satisfaction. And I I honestly think that this is why we have food. Why did God create food? And I think it's that it's a dependence issue. He wants us really to depend on Him. For yes. our sustenance, but also for our pleasure, it's made to be. I mean, why would he bother with ten thousand taste buds in our mouth if ah. he didn't mean it to be meaningful? <laughs> you know, that's yes. a lot of taste buds. You know, just throw one in there, how about, and call it good. But no, ten thousand. Yeah. He's communicating to us. He wants to do this with us. Well, this is Marty Slippery. We're visiting today with Mary Lukaski. We're going to come right back and talk about why willpower isn't the direct path to love of food and love of your body, plus the six benefits of getting off the dieting merry-go-round. We will be right back. Christian Women's Events. At womensevents.info, you can find events to attend. Learn how to plan amazing events for your group or publicize your own upcoming Christian Women's Events. It's all available to you at womensevents.info. Just click your state to find all the major women's events coming to your area or Type in the month and year you'd like to attend an event to see all your options nationwide. It's that easy. If you want to promote an event, just click Add Event. Event publicity is available on a per-event basis or free to members. Finally, if you want to learn how to host awesome events, retreats, and well-attended conferences, click Event Planner Training. Once again, it's available a la carte or included in the membership. 
It's all online and here for you 24-7 anytime you have time at womensevents.info. That's www.womensevents.info. Money troubles got you down? Visit www.godlywealth.com to discover the fastest way to financial peace. You'll gain perspective, biblical training, and clear direction to help you move from terrified to triumphant. It's all free and available to you online at www.godlywealth.com. Not only will you learn a balanced, godly perspective about money, but you'll also enjoy scripture, set to music, a wealth roster worksheet, and much more, all free and online at www.godlywealth.com. That's www.godlywealth.com. Welcome back. This is Marty, and our guest today, Mary Lou Kasky, is leading us through a training called Show Your Food Who is Boss. Mary Lou, right before the break, we were talking about uh, detaching guilt from food, and right now I'd like to kind of segue into talking about why willpower alone is not your best approach to weight and food management. Oh, you know, we hear that so much. It's I've got to use my willpower, but really willpower is highly overrated. It's just one small piece of what's helpful. But so many times we put so much emphasis on it or it's misunderstood. And so losing weight or changing eating habits becomes performance-based. It's focused on what we're doing or not doing. That you end up going round and round getting nowhere like a hamster on a hamster wheel. It gets overwhelming and you hear messages like, I've got to work harder, I've got to try harder, I've got to get back on the bandwagon, I've just got to do it. I should eat this, I shouldn't eat that, I can't eat this, I can't eat that. It becomes all or nothing, good or bad, pass or fail. And what's really sad is that many times it becomes a source of spiritual shame. I know it did for me. Uh, totally, it totally goes there very quickly. And I think we have help getting there <laughs> from, yeah. uh, from you know the enemy of God and the enemy of our yep. soul. So if you don't use willpower, then... Somebody might be asking you, if you, if, you're, if I don't need my willpower, I don't need to focus on my performance, how in the world am I ever going to lose weight? That's the points that we're going we're gonna to get right to. There's a lot of things. We're going to cover five of them. But I thought what we'd do first, if it's okay, I just want to give you a picture of what that can be like when you get there. How would that be, Marnie? Absolutely. Sounds, yeah, sounds great. Yeah. yeah, so that would be these six benefits of getting off that dieting merry-go-round because – like if I go right in to tell you what it is and you don't have a picture of what in the world that can be like, that's why. So uh, just real quickly, this is what I've seen happen and happen with me and I've seen it happen with quite a few people. For one, food becomes less distracting. Uh, two, we get to enjoy eating without feeling guilt. Uh, three, you switch from forcing yourself to eat less and what happens, you actually get where you just naturally eat smaller amounts. You're satisfied with it, and you, you just don't want any more. Uh, four, you develop a confidence that food's not ba- bossing you around. Five, you can develop a lifestyle that just fits. It feels natural to you. It feels like it fits like a glove, so it's not forced, and it just comes naturally. And it gets you out of that critical how critical you are in yourself and you move towards a place of grace. And see how those things are so different than willpower, and willpower is just one little piece, but uh, just having that vision of people say, really, it can be that way? Yes, it can. Let's go back and talk about number one was food becomes less what? Food becomes less? Distracting. Distracting. Okay, so I I remember saying out loud to somebody several years ago that I woke up thinking about food. I thought about Mm -hmm. food all day long, and I went to sleep thinking about food. Is that kind of normal for somebody? That is very normal for for someone who has dieted. Very, very normal. Yes. You know, it's just, I guess I haven't even realized that I don't do that anymore. I hadn't ever realized wow. until you said, said this right now that I used to really think about food all the time. And sometimes, oh, my goodness, at my worst, at my worst, Mary Lou, I remember thinking on deprivation days, I remember thinking, I don't even want to get out of bed today. There's nothing yeah. to get up for, which is yep. 
really crazy when food takes that big of a front seat, you know, driver's position in your life. Oh, and it's and and it's not based on our size either. There are, there are plenty of men and women who are not overweight who feel the same way, mm-hmm. and you know that leads us back to the importance of talking about it because uh-huh. we don't realize how how common that is and how distracting it is for people. And most people will tell you that they didn't necessarily feel that way until they started dieting. And dieting put so much emphasis on the food and fixing it, right. then right. it be- it becomes very distracting. Yeah. So I know that we're going to talk about five enjoyable ways to get off the merry-go-round in a few minutes. Yeah. But in, in that section, do we talk? Do you talk about like thinking ahead about your food at all, or is that a separate point? Um. As far as thinking, you mean like being intentional with what you're going to eat? Yeah. Is that what you yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where it's different for everyone. Right. Um, right. Just like most areas of life are. And what can happen is that um, if someone is really, really impulsive and they, they eat very mindlessly, um, adding a little bit of intention in there without going overboard with it can be very helpful. If yeah, someone and tells for me, to be, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. But you know, like, but also balance that out with no being able to do things spontaneously, also. Right, and for yeah. me, it helps to have some kind of a fence around the playground. <laughs> like Dr. Dawson years ago cited the study where they have let children play in two playgrounds, and the children who were in the fenced-in playgrounds used all the acreage. They used all the space. They would play right up to the fence. But the kids who didn't have a fence, they were scared to even go near the road because they didn't know how close was safe, and so they stayed way away, and they really didn't play in the whole area. And so um, I, I think for me, having kind of a fence around, and of course I can always go through the gate to the other side of the fence anytime I want, but right. knowing where that fence is has been kind of helpful for me. So it's allowed me to just rest and be okay. I'm not going to, it's not a problem. I can just eat, eat how, you know, just enjoy everybody eating with God today and not fret about it all the time. So I like that, and the, the food becoming less distracting that's just such a huge benefit. And another benefit you mentioned is the second one is eating without guilt. And this is so huge. You know, you yeah. kind of mentioned it in the first section, too. And I liked how you said that um, when there's no pleasure in the food, you need more. <laughs> That's so yeah. true. Hmm. Yes. Okay. Did you have any other kind of thoughts under that eating without guilt concept? Just that... Two things tend to happen with that many times is that people think, well, I really am not feeling guilty because they might not feel guilt till later. Well, if you usually feel guilt later, you you probably are feeling it when you're eating too. You just don't pick up on it. And the other thing wow. is people, many people will say, is that really possible? <laughs> Yes, it is. Uh, it is yeah, very it is. possible. Yeah. It's you know like well, if I don't feel guilty, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, uh, you know, crazy and eat whatever. And and it's really the opposite. Detaching the guilt helps you really enjoy the foods that that fuel you the best. And and you just, you know, it's kind of where your intention is. If you're trying to make it happen. Or if you do an inside-out work where the, um, you know, you're not being led by guilt, that's that's a really yeah. not a fun way to live. So. And do you like do you like help help people identify like identify the difference between guilt and actual Holy Spirit conviction? Because there is that. I mean, the oh, Holy yeah. Spirit sometimes will convict. Um, even a healthy eater, time to pause, time to break, time to stop. <laughs> that was too much. 
but at the, it, it's such a different, at least from my experience, and maybe I'll, I'll address it first and then let you address it, Mary Lou. Yeah. From my experience, guilt comes in as a sense of being a loser. Uh, it's condemnation. It's hopelessness. You will never master this. You are so bad at this. That, yes. to me, feels like condemnation and guilt, whereas the conviction of the Holy Spirit comes more like, if you can imagine, like a sword, but a gentle sword. So it comes more like yeah. as a prick, a prick of awareness. All of a sudden, I'm aware, oh, my goodness, this is something that I should stop, or this is something that I don't want to do anymore. And instantaneously, with conviction, at least for me, comes a full sense of forgiveness. That I, I don't have to worry about what I just did. It's already done. And there's there's this forgiveness that comes right in the moment of conviction for me, where it's almost all in one moment. I realize I realize the, the forgiveness is there, and I have this strong desire to change. That, that's how it is for me, and it's not about oh. guilt and shame at all. So how oh, about absolutely. You? What, do you, what do you think? I've, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I've found in so many areas of life, that for me personally, I can tell that that God is dealing with me by how I feel about it. If I'm feeling condemnation or bad about myself, I find that God does not deal with me that way. I know it's not right. him. But if right. I feel like he's either correcting me or or gently, you know, leading me in a different direction and I'm not focusing on being critical about myself, I find that's God's character, and that's how he deals with us. And uh, I think different. so, too, yeah. So, it's a totally different experience from the guilt and shame experience, conviction of the Holy Spirit. Oh, absolutely. It's just... Um, um, it's so much more freeing, and you know we we you know we want to um, you know it doesn't mean that we don't um, not listen to him when he gives us correction, but sure. but when we do, uh, it, it just is so freeing, you know. But yeah, uh, but that that con- voice of condemnation doesn't get us anywhere. So so earlier. Earlier, you mentioned that self-denial and sacrifice are often not the path here, and now we're saying that guilt and condemnation are not the path here. Absolutely. <laughs> we're going to come right back and talk about the rest of the six benefits of getting off the dieting merry-go-round and also start into the five enjoyable ways that you can get off and stay off. We'll be right back. WomenSpeakers.com is the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, featuring over 1,700 women speakers from every experience level, denomination, and fee range, some near you. Visit WomenSpeakers.com to find the perfect speaker for your next event or to get training to be a speaker, author, or media personality. All training and connections occur online anytime you have time. Find a speaker, add a speaker, or become a speaker at www.womenspeakers.com. Do you lead a women's Bible study or know someone who does? Check out BibleStudyExpo.com. That's www.BibleStudyExpo.com. Here you'll meet the authors of the most recently released Bible study books for women. You'll meet Liz Curtis Higgs. Lisa Devere, Pam Farrell, Elisa Morgan, and dozens of other Bible study book authors. Each author is given 15 minutes to share the story behind her book, her ideal audience, and a little bit about the study's format so you can decide which Bible studies you want to introduce next. It's all available to you free and online at www.biblestudyexpo.com. That's www.biblestudyexpo.com. Welcome back. This is Marnie and our guest today, Mary Lou Kasky of MaryLouKasky.com. And Kasky is spelled C-A-S-K-E-Y, MaryLouKasky.com. We're talking about showing your food who's buff, and we're talking about the six benefits of getting off the dieting merry-go-round. Mary Lou, let's talk about um, the third point, which was to not, well, that once you're off this merry-go-dieting or merry-go-round with the food, 
you don't have to force yourself to eat less because some of that desire to overeat will be gone. So talk to us about that concept because for some people it's like, nope, I'm bottomless. That will never happen for me. I will always have to eat, you know, bucket loads of ice cream or whatever it is. Yes, and and you, you described this so well, Marnie, and that's what's been happening with you is that uh, when uh, when you're off this dieting merry-go-round and you're, you know, using some of these other concepts, you're, rather than forcing yourself to eat less, you know, this willpower way, you just naturally, you eat smaller amounts and you're satisfied and I'll hear people say, like, there was food left and I, I didn't even want it. And it's kind of where they couldn't even imagine that would ever happen. And I know I remember feeling that way, too. Just it just doesn't have the um, the pool, you know, um, like it did to to just eat it all and eat more. So yeah, yeah. And I'm still I'm actually still learning that. In fact, I was with somebody who was a, a natural naturally thin eater yesterday mm-hmm. all day, and I was just observing how much she would leave all the time. And I was like, that is so yep. interesting. I'm still not I'm still not really all the way there at all. I still I still tend to want to keep shoveling some foods in my mouth, food in my mouth and I'm just um I just am at peace that God is taking me where he wants me to go in his own time and way and to just rest in the process of learning that. Yes. Maybe you can address that for just a moment that, that that it's really okay to learn new skills with food, to learn new concepts of food that you've never even thought about before. It's okay to tackle them one by one or a couple at a time instead of trying to learn the whole bucket list. Oh, absolutely. And you also learn them in the process because just like you said, there will be times that um, you know you feel satisfied and don't want any more. And other times, you still will. It's, it's a process. It, it's not like you change from Every time you eat, it's going to be that way. You'll just notice where that happened today, and then you might notice again tomorrow and that type of thing. But it's not like this do it right or wrong, good or bad, pass or fail. It's just this process of where it becomes more and more that way. So what's number four? What's another thing we can look forward to? (laughs) Yeah, just that confidence that food is no longer bossing you around. Uh, you know, it, and it develops a confidence in yourself also, too, that, you know, you're, you're actually more powerful than than the call of food. It's, you know, this is one of the, this is one of my greatest joys in this journey is as I've been able to release particular foods. And it started for me with Diet Coke. Um, I was just a Diet Coke addict. Um, drinking 100, 132 ounces a day most days. And what yeah. really bothered me about that, even though the health aspect of it should have bothered me the most, it didn't. What right. really bothered me the most was that I couldn't say no. I couldn't yes. just choose not to have it because I was addicted to it. <laughs> yes. And I, I tell you what, as different addictions have been released for me, and I've had multiple, multiple specific food addictions where it's like, I've had that every day of my life or every day since I can remember. I've had yes. that particular food at that particular time. And releasing those and looking back and just seeing the huge change in my eating and the freedom to say no. I love the freedom to say no. And, of course, I can still say yes, but I have the freedom to say no. And that's yes. invaluable to me. Oh, and and it's so much better than... Um if if someone hasn't had that pull where you know that that addictive feeling or that feeling of not feeling powerless to say no it's an awful way to live isn't it it Martha? is and it really to, is to, for I that can... to be gone there's so much freedom you know yeah. i can yeah i can't even remember how many times i quit diet coke before i really quit diet coke yeah. and and now it's yeah. been like over 5 years but but I, I remember one day saying to my dad, so this had to be like 10, 15 years ago, I said to my dad one day that I had this little song that I would sing if I made it past the Holiday Station store where I would go in and get my 32-ounce filled up, you know, <laughs> once or twice a day. 
Um, and as I made it past, I would sing this little song. I would sing, I Aww. didn't go to holiday today. I didn't go to holiday today. And it made Aww. me so happy to just drive by. Just drive Aww. on by. You and know, the and, and there. We, it's the confidence. It's the joy of being free. And there's nothing wrong with holiday. I still go to holiday all the time to get my gas yep. and you know all this other yep. stuff. But and I love and I love holiday. My my sons work there, and I'm really loyal. But I no longer I no longer frequent their um, their uh, pop machine. I just don't do that anymore ever. And it's so great to be free of that. And I think I wanted to mention that too somewhere along here that when God frees you of addictions. And this isn't true maybe early on, and for sometimes for some people it may not ever be true. But what I've found for me is when he's the one that frees me of addictions, I can go back. I can actually have a sip yeah. of it and be fine. Yeah. And there's, right. not that, there's not that, like, illegal off-bounds type feeling when you are freed by God. Uh, it's right. It's freedom. It's so right. beautiful. And and the one thing that helps people with that is many times we make what we feel we're addicted to the focus and right and the thing is is that we're getting something from that and finding what Absolutely. it is whether it's the diet coke or whether it's the sugar whatever it is when we have it there's something we're getting from it and finding figuring out what that is and figuring out how to give yourself permission to give that to your yourself in other ways also, that helps so much more than just white-knuckling it. I always like the statement, there was a reason why you started doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, we we all, when we started, we had a reason, and it was probably a good reason, and now we have to identify how to feed that how to feed that longing yep. inside ourselves without the addictive without the addictive material. And that kind of segues into the next point, number five there, which was a lifestyle that feels natural. And so you're not forever saying no, 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 or avoid that or don't go there or don't think about this. But there, it, it comes to a point where this is what you want to do. This is what feels good and healthy and, and really great to you. Oh, and absolutely. And it's like, it's like the other uh, things that I mentioned it doesn't mean that every single time you eat, it feels natural. It just it becomes more and more natural where, you know, through the process. And it, but yeah, it's just it's a very freeing and natural way than than doing the harsh or trying to be somebody else. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 And then the last one was grace versus criticism as your base. I was. Speaking this last weekend at a convention, I broke down and cried when I got to that part about grace. Just I, I am absolutely dependent on God's grace. If it's about yes. my performance, I know I'm toast. I might as well not even get out of bed. <laughs> but if God's going to pour his grace on me, uh, then I can get up and I can do the day letting him flow through me. And he, just knowing, and there was a saying I had years ago, where I wouldn't even get out of bed until I said this for like two years. It was just yeah. this so important, the concept. And I would just, before I got out of bed every morning, I would just say, God, except I know that you are going to take my missteps, my mistakes, and my misspoken words and turn them into beautiful flower gardens, I will not get up. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, and you know what what it did is it just refocused my entire life from a performance based walk with God to a grace based and I am so dependent on grace. Oh. So Boy, when you said, you know, beautiful. grace versus the grace versus a critical base, I am just so in tune with that and just agreeing full wholeheartedly. God's grace just covers a literally multitude of my sins. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. When you wow. think of grace, is there is there anything you wanted to add there that you had jotted down before we started? Well, uh, grace is actually the first point. The first yeah. point of it. Yeah. So it's um, it's the core. It's what. It uh, yeah. It's the thing that um, most of us who tend to be performance based. Um, in whatever area of life, uh, God's grace is the solution for that. So embracing his grace. Right. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Just love it, love it, love it. And so so let's go ahead and start into the five enjoyable ways to get off the merry-go-round because everybody's listening going, that sounds wonderful, but how do I get from here to there? <laughs> so what is the first one? Uh, the first one and the most important one is embracing God's grace. Embrace God's grace. So, yeah. yeah. What, um, what a, I'm going to say some things that as you listen to them, you'll see whether you're listening to the, vo- the voice of guilt, performance, and shame or whether you're listening to the voice of God's grace. Okay, so if you're listening to guilt and shame, you're hearing things like, she can eat that food, she's not heavy. I cannot because I have weight to lose. You're hearing, he can eat that amount of food because he won't gain weight or can lose it easily. I cannot eat that amount of food. I need, or I need to wait until I lose weight to eat that amount. But God's grace says, you have conditioned yourself to believe that you do not deserve to eat a certain food or a certain amount until you reach a certain size. Please do not listen to that message. You do not need to become the same size as someone else to deserve to eat the same way they do. Guilt and shame say, what you're doing isn't enough. Try harder. There's no hope. You'll never have peace. Why even try? God's grace says, I accept you unconditionally. I am not mad at you. I am crazy about you. There is nothing that you could do or not do to make me love you any more or less than I do right now. So to really recognize which voice we're listening to is so important. It is, and I always, I always say that truth is spelled with a capital T, and if Jesus, who says, I am the way, the life, and the truth, if he isn't saying it to you, it's not true. <laughs> so, yeah. so, yeah, listen for Jesus, and what he's saying this, is this Jesus saying it to you? And a lot of people really, um, they have this picture of God from the Old Testament, um, and, and they have not recognized that God speaks through Jesus now in the New Testament to us with so much grace. We live in a season of grace. And yeah. we must, we must press into that if we're going to experience Christ and his fullness and actually let him live through us. Well, this is Marty. We're visiting today with Mary Lukaski of MaryLukaski.com. We're going to come back and talk about the four enjoyable ways to get and stay off the dieting merry-go-round, and we will be right back. What's your next step? Are you tired of scouring the internet to find the training you need to take you from where you are today to where you want to be? Stop searching and start moving towards your goals with over 150 targeted training modules available to you at Marnie.com. You can learn how to speak, how to write, how to get published, how to get media coverage, and so much more. All available at Marnie.com. That's M-A-R-N-I-E.com. Are you enjoying every single bite eating with God? If not, visit www.eatingwithgod.com. That's eatingwithgod.com. Discover the easiest, most enjoyable way to move from where you are with food today to where God wants you to be in his perfect time and way. There are free daily bite recordings available to you at www.eatingwithgod.com. Or you can purchase the entire set of Daily Bites, 31 individual daily MP3 words of encouragement, plus the book, Gasping for Grace, 31 Daily Devotionals for Discouraged Dieters. To start moving toward your God-given ideal weight, visit www.eatingwithgod.com. That's www.eatingwithgod.com. Welcome back. This is Marnie Fredberg, and our guest today, Mary Lou Kasky of MaryLouKasky.com, is sharing with us how to show your food who's boss and uh, Mary Lou, just maybe in a minute or two, if someone were to visit your site, MaryLouKasky.com, what would they find there? Oh, they would find um, they could find blog posts. They can go to my media page and find interviews like this or, or videos uh, either on TV or or from my church. Um, they could find ways to connect with me. Um, they could find. Uh, you know, events I have going on. So, yeah. And, and, do you and do, also do social you do, media. I, 
Yeah. And I know that you do group coaching. Do you also do personal coaching? Yes, I do individual and I do group. Yes. So okay. and I do yep. uh do it on the phone. So I've got clients from all over the world. So yeah. <laughs> I like to do it on the phone. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, let's go ahead and talk about the second of the five enjoyable ways to get and stay off the dieting merry-go-round. Well, uh, number two is ditch some of the dieting rules. Mm. So the way you do that, first, you just start to notice the rules that you hear or see or say to yourself. You know, there will be rules about eating, there's rules about food, and rules about dieting. Just start to notice them. And then after you start to notice them, start to notice what feels like a rule to you. Maybe what feels like a rule to you might not feel like a rule to somebody else, so you can only answer for yourself. And then while you're doing that, watch for should. If you're hearing or feeling a should, like I should do this, or even if you say a sentence and it doesn't have should in there, put it in there. And if it feels to you, oh, yeah, that's how I feel, pay attention to that and notice that that's something that's not fitting you well. And then the last thing is just to refrain from comparing yourself to someone else. We're all different. So what what someone else does to lose weight and it works for them, it can backfire for you. So you've got to get to know yourself and ditch the parts that do not work for you. This is so important, and I just can't even tell you how much um, trial and error is kind of involved in figuring out who you are with food. Uh, and it, I think that it's really taken me quite a long time to be at peace with that, uh, yes. to be at peace with trying something on for size and seeing if it fits me, you know, before – you know, before I make it a hard, fast rule or throw it out, uh, just to go ahead and, and attempt it with an open hand. Is this something that might work for me? And, oh, and, um, beautiful. There's, there are so many thousands of, of angles you can go with this food thing with that, um, that you can just keep exploring all the time. But what I love how you said, notice if it feels like a rule and watch for the shit in it. Love that. Okay, so what's the third one? Uh, the third one is to honor hunger. Um, you know, mm-hmm. earlier, earlier we talked about not forcing hunger. Uh, if you feel that you have to be hungry in order to lose weight, it won't work. Not in the long term. It it might get you to go weight, but it will not work. So what you do instead of that is you learn to recognize and honor hunger. So you eat when you're hungry. You learn to do this. It doesn't happen overnight, but you learn to eat when you're hungry and you learn to recognize when you're satisfied, and most of the time, stop when you're satisfied. Now, I'm not talking about making that another rule that you know you're satisfied and you still eat. That's okay. This is not about doing it pass or fail, but you just get where you're honoring hungry, hunger, you're eating, eating when you're hungry, you stop when you're satisfied. And that's not a science. It's an art. And it's something worth yeah. learning to do. I like that. Very it's much. It's an art, not a science. Very mm-hmm. great. Okay, number four. Uh, number four is put a pause in there. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. before making a food decision or if you don't catch yourself, you can even do this in the middle of eating. Just ask yourself questions. Something like, could I be angry, lonely, tired, bored, or thirsty? Or maybe you can just ask yourself, what do I really want or need right now? Yeah, pausing helps tremendously, even just a split second. I think that's one of the things that eating with God has really got that built in uh, because you just pause Mm -hmm. uh, before or during each bite to just really enjoy the bite with God. And it allows a little bit of time there. And I call what I... What I do when I'm not eating with God, I call it shoveling. I just uh, shovel yep. food into my mouth, and there is no pausing there. There's no there's no opportunity for God to whisper to me because I'm just shoveling away, busy busy yeah. shoveling. So I really love the I I love the concept 
of the pause and of slowing down and let, letting God really help you um, in the moment uh, to say yes or no to more bites. And, and it's really not, uh, you know, so sometimes, honestly, there's a pause where it's like, I'm, I think I'm satisfied here. I really want another bite. Okay, can I have another bite? Yeah, I'm going to have another bite. It's really okay. And to just yep. to just rest rest in it and don't try to be so perfect. Instead, try to be um, try to be dependent on God and subject to His love uh, for you. Love that. Okay, what's number five? Yeah, well, number five is to experiment. And so, okay. you, know, you just yeah, you just get to look at your weight loss as an adventure filled with experiments. So what happens yeah, when you when you experiment, you take away the burden. You don't feel like you have yeah. to do it perfectly. It's not about getting it right or wrong or messing up. You don't feel like if you try a strategy, you don't feel like you have to do it long term. You're just experimenting with it. And the the other beautiful thing about experimenting, when you do that, you're kind to yourself. You learn mm-hmm. about yourself, what works for you right now, what what you can tweak, and what you can do to make this weight loss adventure fit you naturally. It's so much fun that way. <laughs> yeah. Love it, love it. Being kind to yourself is just so huge. It's just interwoven into the into the concept of grace. As it's kind of like the concept of forgiveness. Uh, God says, you know, I forgive you, therefore you forgive others. So as we experience God's forgiveness in its fullness, we are able at that point to extend forgiveness to those who hurt us. We recognize I hurt God all the time, and he still loves me. He forgives me. And I think it's the same with grace, that um, we have this uh, with kindness. It's God's kindness that leads us to repentance. It's God's kindness that loves us. And as we experience that, we're able to both enjoy it ourselves as well as to extend it to others. Well, Mary Lou, this hour has flown by. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thank you, Marnie. I knew I would love it when I when I listened to uh, the things. Of course, I was drawn to the things that you said about food, and I'd say, oh, that's wonderful. I love that. I, oh, this is going to be so much fun. So thank you. Thank you. It has been, and you've shared so much value. Thank you so much. And, you guys, you can go ahead and check out Mary Lou's website over at Mary Lou, L-O-U, Kasky, C-A-S. K-E-Y dot com. That's MaryLukaski dot com. And if you go over there, she's got a free report for you called Five Weight Loss Myths That Sabotage Your Success. And that's all available to you over at MaryLukaski dot com. Well, this is Marty Slegger. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon, and we will see you next time. And Marty's friends, have a great day. Bye-bye.